everybody, welcome to This Good Word, episode eight. The word this week is boxes. I want to talk about our tendency to put everything in boxes and leave them there. And I want to say from the front that I don't think boxes are bad. I think boxes are necessary. I think we use boxes to place things in so that we know where they're going to be when we need them. But I also want to talk about the danger of putting each other or ourselves in boxes. Because when we do, we don't acknowledge our changing and becoming and growing. And when we keep treating each other as if we're the same old person we've always been, then we are doing each other great harm. And when we treat God as if God is always the same exact understanding that we had when we were 4 and 14 and 24 and 34, then we do God great damage because the God that is is actually someone that will always be expanding in our minds. We will always come to new and better and bigger understandings of the God that is. So I want to talk about how we regularly and ruthlessly need to shatter those boxes into a million pieces so that the growing, expansive people that we are can keep right on growing. Because you are not the same person you were yesterday or last year or 10 years ago. You're becoming. So today, I want to talk about breaking the boxes that keep us in. But before we do that, of course, as always, some shout-outs. Shout-out to my friend Ryan Garvin in Fergus Falls. Ryan, I love the encouragement you're giving me about this good word. I also love how it's helping you do a hard thing. So huge shout out. We're all in it with you, Ryan, as you are doing your thing. You're doing it faithfully. Uh, You're an amazing person, and uh, I am glad to call you friend. Also, some shout outs to people, new listeners in Japan and the Palestinian territory. The occupied Palestinian territory has some listeners. Can I get an amen? I mean, that is very cool. People from Malaysia are listening now, and and I haven't given this next group enough shout-outs. In fact, I don't know if I've given you any shout-outs, but hey, all you people in Canada, you're amazing. You're listening like crazy. Um, I would love to hear from some of you. Uh, yay, Canada. And last of all, and I had never heard of this little place, maybe you hadn't either, but Brunei Darussalam. Yes, Brunei Darussalam. I looked it up. It is a tiny nation on the island of Borneo. It's surrounded by Malaysia and the South China Sea. Its population is 417,784 people. It is a commonwealth. And so a big shout out to to Brunei Darussalam. Now, Darussalam, I looked it up, means abode of peace in Arabic abode of peace. Sounds like my kind of place. So a big shout out to Bernay Darussalam. Thank you for listening there. And uh, as always, now starting from last week to this week, I'm going to have show notes available on my site, steveweens.com, S-T-E-V-E-W-I-E-N-S. So you can check that out for all the Hebrew words that I'm going to talk about today, for the 
link to the thing that's blowing my mind for stories and for a couple pictures. So make sure to check that out. And also, before we get into it, I had this idea. I would love to, uh, because it's just so fun that people are listening from all over, I would love to have you that are into into this idea uh, make a sign that says, I live in, and then the place you live in, and I am dust and breath. So I would say, I live in Minnesota, I am dust and breath. Take a picture of you holding that sign, and then post it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever is your favorite social media site. Use the hashtag ThisGoodWordPodcast, and then we'll see each other. We'll see that we're all in it together, and uh, I think that'll be fun. So do it. Okay, let's get to boxes. So last Friday, I got my ears pierced. Yes, I did. Uh, I am 44 years old, and I got two silver 12-gauge hoops in, well, one in each of my ears, and it was very fun. It hurt a little bit, but not too bad. I went to the good people at St. Sabrina's in Minneapolis, and they did such a great job. And so, and it's something I've been thinking about doing for a few months, and so I did it. And so I have this friend, she's a great friend, her name is Mel, uh, her kids play with my kids, uh, my wife hangs out with her, I hang out with her, she's great, and uh, she did not believe me, when, when, you know, I texted her and I said, hey, you know, I just got my ears pierced, blah, 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 it's going to be fun uh, for you to see me, but don't, don't, don't freak out, and she goes, I don't believe it, seriously. So I sent her a picture and she goes, no, those are clip-ons, I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to see it to believe it, I am doubting Thomas. <laughs> So I said, well, okay, that's fine, but they're real. And then she responded with this text, Steve, you never stop amazing or surprising me, but I'm still going to need to see it. And so here's the deal. Um, In every relationship in your life, that should be true. You never stop amazing or surprising me because people are changing and growing and becoming most people anyway. I know there are some people who are bent out of shape and they are trying as hard as they can to not change and not grow. I know that that's true because you're thinking right now, not that person, not that person. But most of us, uh, most of us really are becoming, we are growing. We aren't who we were 10 years ago or last year or even yesterday. The boxes that we've made for ourselves to contain ourselves, as good as they are, they need to break. They need to shatter. They need to change. They need you, We need to be taken out of our boxes and put into bigger ones because we are transforming. We're growing. We're becoming. And the same is true for the people that you love and live with, and even the people that you don't love and don't live with. They are becoming, they are changing, they are growing, and they need to be taken out of the boxes in which you have put them because they are not the same people. When you go to meet someone that you haven't seen in five years, the truth is you have not seen them in five years. You have not seen them in five years. So you do not know who they are or, or what experiences have shaped them over the last five years. Maybe they hurt you five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and you're meeting with them. And maybe, just maybe, you need to go into that meeting remembering 
that the box that you have put them in five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, is not who they were. Now, I'm going to post this on our show notes as well, but uh, 20 years ago, I was married, 1995, December 16th. It was a fantastic day. And we have pictures of that day, like most people do. You get pictures taken on your wedding. My hair at my wedding was absolutely awful. It was long, but I have really curly hair, and when it gets long... So I used to kind of slick it back, and I'm, I'm so embarrassed to say this, but Steven Seagal style, oh my gosh, why didn't I just wear it long and curly and crazy? I don't know. I would slick it back, put it in a ponytail, and it was awful. Thank God I am not the same person that I was 20 years ago, and in so many more ways than just my hair. I remember, as I think back, the certain things I used to think or believe, or say, or sermons I used to give. Oh my goodness, we found this sermon that I gave in 1996, and it was actually a DVD that someone took. Someone took the time in 96 to probably break out one of those huge video cameras and record it and slap it onto a CD for me, and I found it. I hadn't seen it for years. We popped it in, uh, me and Mary, and the kids were looking at it. And I mean, it was so bad that even Mary, who's so encouraging, she was like, uh, I can't watch this. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. And, you know, uh, something. have you ever had someone, someone say this to you? Have you ever had someone say, you know, maybe you're changing and you're growing. And have you ever had someone sort of get frustrated with you and say, man, I miss the old Sarah. I miss the old Steve. I miss the old Christy. I miss the old Larry. Uh, those were the good old days when you used to be like that. And you kind of want to say, now hold on, I'm the old Steve. That The thing that you're remembering there, that was the young Steve. And he was great, and he was fabulous, and he was fantastic. But that was me 10 years ago, 5 years ago. And I'm becoming more. Uh, you are growing, you are becoming, you aren't who you were, and so you don't fit into that box anymore, and it's time to break it. Can I get an amen on that? Now, the, the reason why we know this is true is because we really want other people to know this is true about us. We want to shout it from the rooftops. Hey, I'm not the same person I was five years ago. And because that's true, we also need to extend people the same amount of grace, don't we? That, that maybe, just maybe, they are changing as well. And they wouldn't react to you the same way that they did five years ago, ten years ago, one week ago. They're growing and changing. And it's time to break the box that you made for them. And it's time to let yourself out of the box that you made for yourself because you're not who you were. So this is a great story found in the Hebrew Scriptures in Exodus 3. It's one of the most famous stories in all of Scripture, but it's when uh, Moses is ambling along as a shepherd. He sees a bush that is burning but not burning up. God speaks out of the bush. It's the most amazing and bizarre thing. And then God shows up to him, and he has this huge conversation because God has heard the cries of God's people. They've been languishing, languishing in Egypt for over 400 years, and now it's time for God to go in there and get them out. And he wants Moses to go in there and do it. And so he asks Moses if he would go back to Egypt, where he grew up, to confront Pharaoh and lead 
God's people out of Israel. And God says this crazy thing. He says, I want you to go back and proclaim to God's people that, that God is coming to release them. And then Moses asks this brilliant question, and he couches it in such a way that's so polite, but it's very poignant. And he says, suppose I go back to the people and say that God has told me that God wants to let you go, and they ask me who you are, who sent me, who shall I say you are? Which is just a really funny way of saying, I have had an understanding of God in my life, but this under this 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 understanding of God that I am experiencing right now, burning bush, a God that's moving and active, a God that's going to release God's people from slavery. I do not know that God. So who are you? The box that I had that contained any kind of God, you have now shattered. Who shall I say that you are? And in Exodus three, we read. Uh, that God responds this very weird phrase, I am that I am. Tell them, I am that I am sent you. Now, that's a weird phrase because no one ever says that, I am that I am. It's sort of hard to understand. It's weird. So in the Hebrew, uh, it is this phrase, haya asher haya. Haya asher haya. Haya means to be or to become. Asher means that, and so it literally means to be or to become that which is or which is becoming. To be or to become that which is or which is becoming. Another way to say that, a little simpler way to say that, is that God's name that God reveals to Moses to tell to God's people who are going to be led out of slavery is this, I will be what I will be. So another way to say that is... God is a verb, and so am I, and so are you. And that brings up a delicious question. What does it mean to begin to approach God as a verb? What does it mean to approach yourself as a verb? What would it mean to approach others as a verb? I will be what I will be. If we are created in the image of God, which I believe that we are, then we also will be what we will be. We are. We are becoming that which is, that which is becoming. I am that which is becoming. Now, there's a beautiful historical orthodox position that says that God does not change. And I actually believe in that with all of my heart, and I am grateful for that. When God says that God will be faithful, and that God will be graceful, and that God will be forgiving to all people, we can put that in the bank. That's not going to change. But it's also true that God is absolutely and utterly infinite, and we are finite. And so our understanding of God will always or should always be expanding. The God that we knew and we are for is the same God that we know when we are 44, but our understanding of that God hopefully has expanded and grown and changed. The God of a four-year-old is a certain kind of God. It's the same God, but it's a very different kind of God that reveals God's self to a person that is 44 because that person that is 44 has many different life experiences and many different questions and so while we experience the same God, our, our experience of that God is almost as if that God is becoming. 
So a couple of weeks ago, I had uh, some friends over, some friends uh, that I've, I've, I've seen off and on over the years, but uh, we used to hang out together in Eau Claire, Wisconsin in the late 90s when I was a youth pastor out there. They were volunteer leaders, and we would have um, we would hang out at my house and talk uh, from time to time. And these five of us, the five of us hadn't been together for over 15 years. And so I'm about 10 years older than each of these guys, and now they're all in their 30s. And we used to have no kids uh, when, you know, between the five of us when we were hanging out in Eau Claire. Now there are 17 kids represented from the five of us. We used to have a lot more hair than we used to. Uh, It is hilarious the ways in which that the five of us that were gathered together were still the same people that we were 15 years ago, but we have grown and changed so much. There's been pain and growth and memories and laughter. There's been marriages and there's been some death. There's been some birth and all those things. If we would have if we would have come to that night, that hangout around that fire at my house that night, thinking or experiencing, trying to experience each other in exactly the same way that we experienced each other 15 years ago, I mean that would be so silly. That would be so ridiculous. That would be we wouldn't think of doing that. And yet when it comes to the people that we live and, and, and walk alongside every day, our wives, our kids, our friends that we see every day, we sort of treat them as if they aren't changing and they aren't growing. We, we sort of don't give them the dignity of acknowledging the becoming and the growth that they have uh, experienced in their body and in their mind, in their hearts and in their soul. Paulo Coelho, uh, the author of The Alchemist and many, many other great books, uh, if you haven't read The Alchemist, uh, for sure read that. It's so good. In this interview, someone asked him, how have you stayed married to the same woman after all these years? He's been married for over 30 years. And his answer was fascinating and brilliant. His answer was, I haven't. She isn't the same woman I married 30 plus years ago. Every day she's different. Every year she's different. And I'm not the same man that married her 30 years ago, 30 plus years ago. I'm not the same. I'm growing. I'm changing. And so the endless opportunity in marriage, Paolo Coelho said, is to come into contact with and experience the person that is becoming a different person that you married 30 years ago, 20 years ago, five years ago. You realize how fascinating and free that would be in your marriage if you woke up every day thinking, who am I going to meet today? Now, there's a sameness. Of course, there's a sameness to the person that you married. There's certain things that are just true and tried and true, and they aren't going to change about yourself or about your spouse. But there's other things that are changing. We need to, uh, especially in marriage, we need to, uh, like, I think some of you, some of you who are married need to, like, actually get a box, like, take a box from the stupid Amazon purchase that you got, you know, three days ago that's still sitting in your living room and you need to give them that box and you need to then shatter it together, shred it together. Say, uh, we are together going to break the boxes that we have put each other in because we are expanding. We are becoming, we are growing. Now, when it comes to God, I think there's a sense in which we get threatened and we resist a growing, expanding understanding of God. And that's okay. But like I said before, God is infinite, and if God is infinite, so is our understanding. So our understanding of God 
that is finite has to keep expanding and growing. And so um, it's okay to be threatened. It's okay to resist. It's okay to fight and kick and scream. But somehow, uh, sometime, you need to take that box that you've put God in, the, the, the box that was good, the box that you needed to put God in in order to understand God so that God would be there when you needed God. You need uh, from time to time to take that box out and let God out and break it. And then you'll make a new box and that's okay, but hopefully that box will be bigger and more expansive. And then later on, you'll break that box too. But that is the nature of when finite beings try to understand an infinite God is we need to keep allowing our understanding of God to keep growing. There's a story in the New Testament where Jesus brings three of his closest friends, Peter, James, and John, up to a mountain, and he changes right in front of them. And the scriptures say that he becomes whiter than any bleach could have ever made anything. His clothes become bright. He's radiantly shining. And then Elijah and Moses suddenly show up and are chatting with Jesus. They're I don't know what they're talking about. I mean, what could they possibly be talking about? Like old friends, it's so, it's just such an amazing and bizarre thing. And imagine Peter, James, and John, and and they're frightened. They're freaked out. And so Peter does what Peter does. He's pretty impulsive. He suggests that he builds three shelters or three boxes for these three great figures to stand in, these three great prophets, Moses, Elijah, and Jesus, to be contained in and it's funny this is found in a few different of of the gospels and you know no one really corrects peter no one no one says nah that's a stupid idea uh let's not do that we don't have any lumber anyway uh they just they just before you know it are walking down the mountain and jesus is the same old jesus he's stopped shining he's stopped becoming bright but these this is an image they will have never forgotten and he basically says don't don't tell anyone about this you guys I've let you see it. He doesn't say this, but this is my imagination. I've let you see it for a reason that is going to become apparent later on. Because the box that you had for me was a good box, and and you needed it. You needed to find me in it later when you needed me, but I need you to understand that I'm bigger than that. And all across the, the scope of Scripture, you know, at first... Abram understands this God that understands a God that is many gods and a pantheon of gods. And then God reveals God's self as one God. And then, you know, we get to Moses and and God reveals God's self as a liberator that will liberate God's people. And then we get to King David and God reveals God's self as someone who is forgiving, even though this king has done, uh, is a man after God's own heart, but is also filled with failure. And then we get to the newer covenant, and we understand God as a human being who has incarnated God's self and has become one of us, and it's totally this radical new box. And then when Jesus dies and rises again, we understand a God that is that ushers in a whole new resurrected order, that, that we will one day be resurrected, and the kingdom of God has crashed through, where not even, we're not even talking about heaven when we die now, we're talking about right here, right now, things can be made new. And then in the book of the Acts, we understand God as a spirit who indwells all people and who gives people the power to do what they could never do on their own. So all across history, God is continually revealing God's self as expanding and expanding and growing and growing. And so our understanding of God needs to keep expanding and growing. And we need to make room for the fact that we don't have it all 
figured out. Can I get an amen on that? We need to make room for the fact that you don't have the whole story about God, about yourself, or about the other person with whom you live or with whom you are in conflict. If we could just hold the tension of the fact that maybe, just maybe this person is expanding and growing before our very eyes, and maybe because we live with them or around them every day, we don't totally see it. But I promise you, if you could give yourself and others the grace of saying, you are maybe right now breaking out of a box and you're growing into a different one. And if you're doing that, it's probably chaotic. It's probably confusing. It's probably, and it's not gonna always be that way, but if you could give people some grace when they are expanding and growing, it would be an amazing gift. If you could be curious about what might be, if you could, in, in, instead of saying, they're always like that, they're always like that, they're never doing that, they're never like this. If you could say, I wonder what's happening with them. Wow, they seem a little different. They're kind of frustrating me right now in a, in a way that they never have. They're acting differently. If you could just replace that with, wow, I wonder how they are becoming. I wonder if it's time to shatter the box, right? Um, when you get notice, when you feel most threatened and, and when you feel defensive, that's probably where you have an invitation to grow or become yourself. Now, uh, this is difficult. This, you, you need people to help you in this. You need God to help you in this. But I believe if we're going to be honoring each other's expansive nature and each other's growth, then phrases like, I wonder what they are growing into. And I'm curious about why they're doing that. These kinds of questions will pour grace on people who are growing. Because people who are growing, they don't know what's going on. They're confused. They're, they're, they're frustrated themselves. And even to give them the, the frame of reference that, hey, maybe, just maybe, you're breaking out of the box that you put yourself in or maybe others have put yourself in. And maybe we just need to find you a different box. Can we go looking for that different box? Maybe this different this box is for sure bigger, but let's talk about the kind of box in which you can find room to grow until it's time to break out of that box, which a day that, that day will inevitably come and you will break out of that box as well. So my friends, my brothers and sisters, May we be people that really, really respect and honor our growth, our becoming, our changing. May we look at each other and say, may you be what you will be. And may I be what I will be. And we, may we make beautiful music together. And may we give each other the freedom to shatter the boxes that we're good that needed to be, but that no longer hold us. And may you understand more and more the God that we will never fully understand. May your, your understanding of the infinite, expansive God continue to expand and grow and hold more. You are dust. We are dust and we are breath. We are limited and we are limitless. 
we are holy and we are human. And we are in this together. So I'll leave you with what's blowing my mind, and it really is blowing my mind. There's a book, her second, well, it's not her second book. It's her second, what I would call, big book by Nadia Boltz-Weber. She's a pastor in Denver. She recently wrote a book called Accidental Saints. You can view it on my show notes, uh, get the link to buy it. You can also, on my show notes, see a couple pictures, me with earrings, me on my wedding day. It's pretty amazing, pretty crazy. Uh, and so check that out on steveweens.com. You can also go if you really want to, you know, if like you're listening to this, you know, much later than when it was released originally, uh, just, just type in steveweens.com slash category slash show notes and just make show notes one word. So steveweens.com slash category slash show notes, and you will find all of this good word episode show notes. So check out Accidental Saints. It's really, really good. I've been reading one chapter a day every morning, and it's just it's just so good. It's just story after story of grace and humanity, and it's, it's just I just couldn't couldn't uh, promote it more. Next week is going to be so fun. Next week, I'm going to give you the word a week in advance. I never do that, but for this for the purpose of what we're going to do next week, I think you need to know it. The word next week is going to be questions. And I'm going to invite my dear friend Katie on board. Katie is a recovering lawyer. She's also a recovering atheist. Uh, she is fascinating. She is fun. She is funny. She is intelligent. And she is compiling a list of questions to ask me, theological questions, spiritual questions. And I don't know what the questions are. I will not know what the questions are until she actually asks me them. So it's going to be very fun. And that's going to be the podcast next week. So she's going to ask me a bunch of questions. And I want to end with sort of a lightning round where you ask me your questions. So please, between now, today's Thursday, October 15th, between now and next Tuesday, October 20th, please email me your questions. Don't make them super long because we're doing lightning round, but just email me your 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 questions. Steve, just email me at steve at steveweens.com. And again, weens is spelled W-I-E-N-S. And, and we will include, uh, you know, maybe the top five or six most commonly asked questions in the podcast next week. Everybody in, everybody get it, everybody down with that. It's going to be so fun and I can't wait for it. That podcast will be released next Thursday, but we're going to record it on Tuesday. So get your questions in by Tuesday. Okay, everybody, thanks so much for listening in. Love you guys in it together. See you next week.